back when, what were the kind of personas that you were thinking about that you think, you know, were were impactful or influential on you that took you kind of like into where you found yourself a few years later, maybe in your teen years? What were you thinking like back when, like, oh, I want to be this guy? And, and then where does it take you? Um, it's a, that's community a, that, that's and a, culture. That's, that's a very loaded question. I mean, yeah. <laughs> you know, Sounds like a good... talking to mom. <laughs> <laughs> There's a starting point. It's a, it's a very loaded question. I mean, you know, especially from the generation that you yeah. know, we've grown up. Yeah. Uh, you know, I've grown up with your younger brother. Yeah. Um, you know, there's, you know, we're, we're in a generation where, you know, we, we've seen some of the best sports, uh, athletes in our time. You yeah. know, your Michael Jordans, your Troy Aikmans, you know, your, uh, your Cristiano Ronaldo's, you know. Right. Uh, when it comes to, you know, um, certain business, uh, um, figures out there, you know, we've seen your Bill Gates and your Howard Dells, you know, come about and whatnot. And then, you know, we also come from a generation where, you know, let's say from the 80s where you had a lot of huge epidemics like, you know, your crack epidemic, you know, you had a recession, you know, being born at the end of that cusp and going into another generation, you know, where we've seen everything. We've seen the, the Internet come about, you know, so there's not just people. There's there's also things that we can also, that, you know, I've been able to look up to or my generation that we've been able to look up to. Right. I would say, you know, the stars for me that I probably looked up to in the beginning, uh, let's say preteen and teens are, you know, again, you know, you're Michael Jordans. Uh, but then, you know, when you see certain things or grown up in certain environments, especially from the environments that I've grown up in, you know, you then start to, you know, idolize things that from your environment. So, you know, when you see, you know, a movie from, let's say, Brian De Palma, you know, your Tony Montana, your Scarfaces, mm. your, your Goodfellas. You right. Know, those are things that, you know, stick to you. You know, also even the music that you type, the type of music that you hear. So, you know, I've listened to your, you know, your Biggie Smalls, your Tupacs, your Nas's, and, you know, the common denominator between all those, you know, right. uh, artists is, is that they're telling a certain story. And that common story is, you know, it's coming from the street. Right. When you hear things like that from people that you already idolize, you know, it already automatically makes you want to be a part of that story in some shape, way, or form. You know, when someone like a Biggie Smalls passed away or, right. or a Tupac passed away, they were at the top of their game. They were, they had the top top uh, chart hits. Okay. They, the, the type of music or, or, or the type of things that they're putting out there, you know, it's real. Mm. You know, it's not like the music that you're hearing today where, you know, they're glorifying diamonds in your teeth and, you know, women and, you know, not re- that's not really what uh, what I resonate to. Hmm. You know, I, I like to hear a story. I like to hear what people what people's, um, I can say, experiences that they've gone through to get to where they are today. Though they've passed away, they're still remembered. Was it, what do you mean, like, do you think it's like the rough and tough, like we came from the wherever... The ghetto, the, the ghetto. gutter, mm. and look where we are now. Exactly. Exactly. Right? Is that, is that what that, you... I would say that's probably the thing that resonates to me the most because they came from nothing. Right. They took something, turned it into something, you know, tangible, and the rest is just... And history. the world is all against you. Exactly. Exactly. Did you feel like the world was against you? I've always felt like the world, in some shape, way, or form, has always been against me. But at the same time, I think, you know, when I look back at it, look back at everything I've put myself through, you know, and I, I, I want to put that out there. I've, I've put myself through those things. No one's put me sure. in those positions. Um, you know, uh, and I What made back, you feel like that the world was against you? Well, you know, again, it's, I guess, you know, a certain lifestyle that I used to live, it's choices or decisions that I would, uh, you know, make for myself, you know, they're not in, in line, you know, with, you know, people of the norm, let's just say. Uh, is what, and what is do you mean norm? What does that mean? So I guess what I mean for norm is, you know, I guess the norm of people that, you know, I've seen out there, you know, they go to school. Right. They try to get a good education. Right. They want to try to land a good first job and, you know, progress. And then eventually at some point, you know, build a family with your white picket fence, a dog, child, children, right. sort of thing. And then... Retire, and so you didn't see yourself following that same trajectory from an early age. Like you're like, education's not jiving with me, like it is for others. Or how was that? Um, yes and no. Right. Um, you know, again, f- 
for the life, the life, the choices that I've made for myself, uh, you know, again, I was always resonated to, you know, some glorification of, you know, uh, a street hustle or something that these artists always talk about, right? Huh. Like I mentioned before. Um, I always wanted to, you know, try to work smart and not hard. You know? Okay. Did, did you ever feel when you're, you're thinking about this that <clears throat> those who are following the norm are a bunch of suckers? Like, like, look, like they're just going to go and they're just going to live out this average-looking life. And what was it like? What was that show, Suits, or that guy Harvey Specter? He goes, yeah. you know, life is this. I want this, you know, like, or he says something like that. And it's like this, like, um, right? It's like, I want more. And all of these people are just, they're suckers. They're just taking this path. And I don't want that. Or was it the other way around that you wanted it and just somebody was sending you some message going, you don't belong here. Which one, or was it any of those? You know what? I, you know, it's a little combination of everything. Okay. You know, um, I looked at people that work so hard to try to get to where they want. Right. And, you know, they're taking so long to get to that point, whereas, you know, for someone, you know, like me, you know, I would look at that, what they're doing and I'd be like, okay, what's the best way to cut that line? Because I can tell you right now, I know if I go to the club, I'm not waiting in line like the rest of the suckers. I'm going to make sure mm-hmm. I know someone right? at the door, I know someone inside, and I've got my booth, my VIP booth with my bottles waiting for me. Right. So, you know, that's the way I always looked at looked at life, you know, mm-hmm. just where can I find a shortcut and, and, and get in without having to make any sort of disruption? And if I do make a disruption, you know, I want to make sure it's known that, you know, I'm the only one that can make this sort of disruption. You can't do it, you know, sort of thing. Well, that's that's the, you know, the good fellas that we used to watch. I used to watch this mm-hmm. movie like every week, twice a week. And the message there is like, look at all these average people going, getting paid hourly. <clears throat> it, they're suckers. And I'm not going to end up like that. But that is exactly what we're thinking. We watch a movie and we're like, we start emulating characters in, in these movies that we choose to watch. Absolutely. Right? We could have gone and watched some, something else. But that's what we watched and then we want more of it. And so, um, so you start finding yourself making conscious decisions saying, yeah, I, I wonder what that's going to look and feel like. And then you start, do, do you wait for an invitation for something like that or do you seek it? Um, I, if anything, you know what, I, I couldn't wait. I'm not the type of person that could wait for okay. anything, you know. But, you know, <laughs> so you one went of, looking for exactly, it. Exactly. I wasn't uh, looking for it. You know, one of, I guess you can say one of my biggest issues for myself personally is always having that feeling of instant gratification, right? Okay. You know, I guess you could say in my earlier, earlier years, it, it, it carried me. But then at <laughs> some point, you know, coming into my later years now, you know, it's, it's been, it's been a deficit, hmm. so to say, you know. Um, but going back to what you were saying, you know, there was o- I was always seeking it. I was always seeking, you know, something bigger and better, wanting more, not not getting that feeling that I'm satisfied. But not having to wait in line for it. And not having mm-hmm. to wait in line for it, exactly. Not being a sucker like what, everybody what else. What made you exactly. do, like, university at the same time as you were doing other things, though? Because that's, like, two different paths to be that honest with you, contradict to each be other. Hon- like, to be quite yeah. frank with you, university was probably... It was probably one of the best business setups I could po- I could possibly think of with that sort of lifestyle. Think about it. You know, you're, I, I purposely chose to go to university or school. You know, uh, post for post secondary post education um, outside of town. You know, somewhere where I'm not known, somewhere where I'm not going to attract any sort of attention. You know, um, when you're living on campus or you know some form of a student housing or dorm. You know, one of the first things I would always, always try to do is, is try to see who's at the top of their game, who's, who's, who's a part of the A crowd, who are the people I need to, um, it's kind of like when you're making a, making a business plan, uh, you know, you're, you're always researching your competition or the competitors out there, <laughs> where, okay. your market is. where your market is, and then, you know, you try to offer something that nobody else has, whether that's, you know, through a product or through a service, mm. you know. Um, I was able to do both, fortunately for me. <laughs> Calling you know? yourself a service provider. Yeah. That's good. Okay. You know? All right. Um, again, not something that I'm proud of. Sure. But I will say but this, that, though. Right. You know, That's from how that, you see it when you're at that point. Exactly. But I can definitely say this, though. You know, I'd, and I think I've said this before. You know, um, I regret a lot of the things that I've done in my past. But at the same time, I, I don't because it's made me who I am today. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know? 
Um, for example, you know, I, you know. Was, sorry, did it, was it also a beard for you going to school, like from a family perspective as well? Pretty much. You, like, it's, you, you, you took a thought right out of my yeah. head. It was just more so, to be honest, I, I, I went to get my degree just to basically shut my mom up. Uh-huh. She's not constantly in my ear, you know. Mom, if you're watching this, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I love you, but right. uh, that's the truth. Yeah. You know. Um, and he listened. He heard you, <laughs> by the way, right? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. You know, um, uh, it's, it's uh, your your thoughts exact, exactly. It, it was more so like a beard, more so like a uh, like an ugly veil, or not an ugly veil. Sorry, a, a very a helpful veil, veil. A very but, helpful yeah, veil but, to yeah. cover to cover an an, an an ugly you know inside. Mm-hmm. You know? At the time, I didn't see it as being ugly. Uh, you know, but when I look back at it now, you know, there's there are a, a lot of ugly things about it. You know, but at the same time, again, as I said, it's uh, I, I don't regret it because it's made me who I am today. You know, for example. Um, even in my career, uh, you know, I'm I'm in supply supply chain and logistics. I've been doing this for over 15 years. I was doing it while I was doing other things. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, it's just only in the last you know five to eight years that you know I've actually taken my career more seriously. Hmm. You know, um, and you know actually applying myself, doing what you know I, I actually am you know wanting to set out to do rather than you know be distracted from. From the noise and stuff like that from my past, right? So it's 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 helped me in in a lot of ways, you know. Um, but when you're going when you're going through it and you're at that moment there, so you're in university, you're providing a product and a service, <laughs> okay? You're obviously also successful at it, so you're experiencing growth. You, you, did you see it as growth? Did you see it as, hey, I'm getting better at my trade, I'm moving up, I'm getting ahead of that line. Like what keeps you going? What keeps you motivated? Um, to be honest with you, you know, the end all be all of it, you know, what what kept me going in yeah. that is aside from getting what I want when I want, whenever I want and however I want, that's one thing. It's you know, there's also a glitz and glamour sort of factor to it, you know, when you are making such an ab- abundant amount of money, hmm. you know, providing a service and product, you know, Knowing that I can go walk into any store or walk into any restaurant or walk into any establishment, whatever that establishment is, and getting what I want, no matter what the cost is, you know, that's what kept me going, you know. Um, again, I don't have to wait for anything. I don't have to be that sucker that's working a nine to five. I mean, the one thing that my parents always taught me was, you know, to be self-sufficient for yourself, you know. Mm. Um, even for the lifestyle that I lived, you know, I didn't really have to live that lifestyle. That's just the choice I made. You know, I come from a good home. Yeah. A uh, good home in a sense where, you know, my family's till, still till this day is intact. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, somewhat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but again, you Organized know, chaos. Organized <laughs> chaos. Exactly. Perfect. Perfectly put. put. Um, they always, you know, and we come from, I come from a well-to-do family, you know, but, you know, the one thing I can definitely hold dearly that I appreciate from my family till today is, you know, don't rely on anybody else for for where you want for where you want to be whether it's financially you know um support like you know what i mean mm-hmm. um that's one thing I, I appreciate you know something that my dad in mom and dad instilled into me is never you know don't don't be a chump to somebody else don't be tied to somebody else that way mm. you know always provide for yourself provide for your family you know at whatever cost so I, think I, I think I took that last statement a bit too a far. far. <laughs> <laughs> well, you took your interpretation of it, right? There, there was something that you, you accessed and there was chemistry, so you kept going with it. You, you were seeking it out from some level, so you also feel like you're successful, right? You're moving along because some people do it and they're not successful. No, they're not. Um, you know, it's, 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 there's no really gray area when you live that lifestyle. You know, you're, you're either big in it hmm. or you're just a minnow right you know i didn't want to be you know in that gray area i wanted to take it i wanted to be big i wanted to be the the tupac i wanted to be the biggie smalls of 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 what i do you know um did you ever feel that you got there I felt that I got there, but again, I was never satisfied. Because yeah, that's, I, I keep thinking fulfillment, like the fulfillment. Yeah, you never achieve fulfillment, yeah, or exactly. And no matter, you know, there was a time where you know I'd walk into you know my place where I was living at that time, and I look at look at everything around. I'm just like, 
this is just not enough. Like, I want mm. more. I want a bigger place. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, you're always wanting more, and it's just never enough. But that, but don't you think, like, I just find this so interesting because everyone kind of goes through this relationship with money and stuff. Yeah. Mm. And at the end of the day, it's just stuff. Exactly. You either but have at the time, crappy at, stuff or you have really nice stuff, or but, at the moment, but it's not, just stuff. But at the moment, you're not. Yeah. You're not thinking about that. You're all you're thinking about is when is the next drop on the, on, on on this Gucci sweater going to be coming out? Right. Or when are my the next next Jordans coming out? And not just the regular common pair, yeah. like the rare pair that's yeah. selling for a thousand dollars, as opposed to the hundred and fifty dollar pair that you would normally buy from a Foot Locker. Right. Right. It's 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 just never enough, you know. When you're living that lifestyle, you know, the higher the dollar amount is, you automatically tend to think it's bigger, better, faster. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Did, did you ever feel like a celebrity walking around in certain places? Because I can sometimes make you feel like you've got value, then and, and you are valuable. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Do you, you ever get that feeling? Absolutely. You walk in and everyone's like, oh, look, and you, you can see eyes looking at you thinking, oh, I know, they're talking about me now. And they know I'm here, I'm in the room. Do you ever feel that way? Absolutely. I mean, and, there's and it's this a great like, feeling right? knowing that. So then that feels pretty good. Knowing, knowing that people are looking at you, knowing people are talking about you. You know, there's. It's funny. One of one of my favorite artists that I, I still listen to this day. Um, you know, from NWA. Okay, Easy E. Mm -hmm. You know, he's, he said something very famous. You know, and he said. All pub all publicity is good publicity. Mm -hmm. So the fact that somebody's talking about you, mm -hmm. you know, the fact that I could impact somebody in their daily life mm -hmm. and affect them, right, makes me feel gave you great. value, gave right? Me, gave, mm -hmm. gave, gave me some form of value, right? But then at some point, it's just like, well, it's just that ego game, yeah. Right? It's exactly. just it never it never gets nurtured or, come on. or, or filled uh, up. Yeah, but sorry, at that point, we don't say to ourselves, that's yeah. my ego talking. No, that's but it's not in what hindsight. No, I never said that. It's no, like, yeah, I'm worth something. I am yeah. like the center of I'm the somebody. attention here. I'm somebody. Yeah. yeah. But now, you know, when I look, when now when I walk around places, you know, people that know me from just that lifestyle versus the me who I am today, hmm. you know, I don't like being, I don't like the way I'm, I'm remembered right now. You right. Know, now it's like, I walk into a room and people that, let's say, know me from my past in some shape, way, or form, they're scared of me. Mm. I'm, I'm feared. I'm not perceived in a good light. They automatically judge, you know, because, you know, they, ha they haven't seen me in so long. They don't know what I've mm -hmm. been through. They don't, you know, understand or see the progress that I've, you know, taken on for myself individually as a person, as a human being, mm -hmm. right? So, you know... Uh, yeah, wanting to be remembered is is one thing, but wanting to be remembered for something positive, for what, yeah. for, for what is is a whole different to different ball game, you know. And unfortunately, growing up, you know, especially for you know people or let's say males in in my generation, you know, they don't you know tend to realize it or see that, right? So, and when they do realize it, sometimes it's too late, you know. I think fortunately for me, I I, I would ho at least hope, you know, I may be late to late to the show, but you know, I'm at the show right now. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm there. You know, I'm, 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 I'm a part of the show. You know, and it's though I'm late. I, f I, I feel like it's. Uh, you know, I've caught myself in time to better to late get, than never. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Exactly. So there's a saying, one of my favorites, that says, "What you own, owns you." Hundred percent. Right. Yeah. At some point in time, did it ever feel like you went from a want to now I need to keep this up? Yes, it, it, it did, and I'll, and I'll tell you how it, it owned me, yeah. okay? Um, you know, when you're in that lifestyle, when you're in, a, in, a, in that certain lifestyle, you know, you go through certain things, you know, you have run-ins with authorities and stuff like that. You would tend to think that most people that, you know, encounter that, they would straighten up, you know? Unfortunately for me, I didn't look at it that way. Every huh. time I would get, let's say, booked, right. you know, I'm... As I'm coming out, I'm thinking to myself, okay, I got caught this way. I'm going to continue to do this. I got to analyze how I got caught mm -hmm. and how am I going to get out of that to, mm. to keep being able to go forward. But as you get older, every time you have, you know, every time I would have a downfall, you know, and I would say to myself, okay, you know what? I'm going to try to live a straight life. I'm going to actually, actually, you know, focus on my job, focus on the career that I'm in, you know. Something or the other would happen to me. So I'm you're trying fine. to go somewhere, but door, a door closes. A door and closes. then you're like, okay, then you revert. Well, exactly. Okay. I was just going to say, you know, if something, you know, for example, you know, in 
in the household that I grew up in, you know, I grew up in your typical Bollywood household. So, okay. you know, you have your, I have my mom, dad, my brother. Okay. Then my uncle, okay. my aunt. Okay. Their two daughters. Mm. And my dad's parents, you know, okay, my grandpa and grandpa. Grandpa oh, okay. and grandpa. Right? So an extended family. So an extended family okay. system, right? Um, now there's Hollywood this. household. <laughs> yeah. Have you heard <laughs> of this? Literally Bollywood household. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I haven't even heard of this. Yeah. Bollywood household. Okay. Yeah. You know, so, right. you know, when you're working with a family business or, you know, I might be getting a bit off topic here, it's but good. You know, when you're it's working fine. with a family business, you know, there's, you know, a lot of expectations, you know, mm. but again, living in an f- extended family system, you've got everyone's income coming into one pot, right? Okay. Now, let's say if I wanted to go do something for mm-hmm. myself, mm-hmm. okay, I'm bringing in all this money, okay, financially, whether it's through my job or through my other activities, right. okay, and I'm putting it in this pot now, and, you know, someone like my dad, who's the head of the household, is now dictating to me what I can and can't do with my money, mm-hmm. right? Now, if I had a, da- a falling out with my dad, whether it's with something personal within the family or something to do with the business, right. then, and I'm trying to live a certain, you know, live a straight life, mm. you know, I would then resort or mm. revert back, like you said, I would revert back to my old ways, right? So, um, so what, I'm curious about something. You're contributing to a, to a family household income, and you're probably contributing quite significantly based on how successful you were. In, in what you what you were doing, do you do you think that there was ever a wonder going where, where are you getting where are you getting this money from, or do you think they knew or how was how like you, you were very close to the family, so. But he also you would have had to move your business from university back to in with your family, so they're two different. Yeah, so areas of clientele. Like, I'm not clear on what's going on there. Like, so how, does, I would, I would, how did you I would, manage? I that? would never keep anything at home. Yeah, never, because I've been in too many situations. Well, it's in a Biggie small song. It's one of the commandments, right? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> okay. Exactly. You are awesome. I got to learn. Oh, you got to take, oh, take notes. Oh, you got to take notes. I have so much to learn from you guys. <laughs> um, I would never keep. Services. I would never keep anything. That Is that would, like financial planning one hundred and one? Yeah, you got to listen to the song. He rolls it all out for you. Yeah, the rules. Uh, you know, I, I've been Great. in too many situations with, with specifically my dad, where he's not dumb. Mm. You know, yeah. he's you know the 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 part of the part of Africa where he's from. Where I mean, I, you know, East African, okay, Indian East African, and you know, oh, my dad actually used to tell me all the time and say to me, you know what, Mzama, when I see you, I see a younger version of me. Mm. You know, you know, I've had too many run-ins with my dad. You know, at a very younger age when I started doing whatever I was doing. Um, at an early age, so I told myself I'm never keeping anything at home. Plus, you know, I don't want to bring that sort of heat around my family or yeah. anything like that. So, you know, we'd uh, I'd always keep my stuff, keep my other belongings at other places where I know it's safe and secure, and mm. you know, I know where that's all my cash and stuff like that is. So when I'm contributing to the house, um, I'm only contributing a certain amount. Mm-hmm. So I'd, I'd be, mm. I would, I would maybe let's say out of a hundred percent, I might you take thought. like five percent out of it, right. And yeah. just contribute it. So it's you know because my my parents would see me, you know, especially my mom, um, she'd be seeing me, you know, spending you know exuberant amounts of money, right? You know, like to a point where. Like, she used to, like, tell me that, you know, Mzama, I'm a shoe fanatic. So she would tell me, like, Mzama, you know, if I see you come into this house with another form of footwear, I don't care if it's a dollar store pair of flip-flops, like, you're out. (laughs) You and your shoes are out. So, and my mom's a smart lady. Like, she would see, like, my outfit. She would see my, she always knew, like, when I start my outfit, it's going to start with my (laughs) shoes, right? So, um, I, I had to be very, very careful as mm. to how I spent my money. So you're money. measuring all this. I have mm-hmm. to measure. It's, it's, it's not. It, it, and there was even a high, a high that I would get out of it because if I could outsmart, you know, authorities, right? You know, I could outsmart my parents. You know, and my parents—they're not dumb people. Mm-hmm. Like they, they are—they are like the authorities. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm just asking. You know, just the way you said um, it. Right? They're not—they're not dumb people. So. So I want to go back to that because you said earlier on, you said whenever I would have a downfall. So, and the, you know, I, I would I would say, um, okay, Mazamil, it's time to right change things. What did you mean by a downfall? Because sometimes a downfall is not the downfall; it's the beginning of your rise, actually. So, but you took it as a downfall, and is it something as simple as like you know, the, uh, it was like an authority, like you, there was a. 
you know, there was, there was something to do with an authority saying, hey, you're out of line? Or was it more internal, the downfall? That's I, what I'm curious about. I, I would say it's a, it's a bit of both. Okay. You know, um, again, like I mentioned before, you know, I, I, I live in an fa- extended family system, you know, so I'm, you know, I have no choice but to be a part of the family business. I have no choice but to continue this sort of dynasty sure. that's being built right. or has been built, let's say, for me and is expected to pass on to me, right. you know. Um, with that, you know, there's a lot of financial constraints, you know, hence why I would, you know, revert back to what, I would, what I've always done, mm-hmm. right, without being controlled in that way, you know. Um, it wasn't until, you know, I decided to leave my family business, to leave my family home, uh, and even after doing that, I was still being distracted, you know, from all this noise. You know, I, I you know, said to myself, okay, I've already left the house. I've left my family business. There's no one here to control me or, you know, tell me what I can and can't do with my money. And somehow, someway, I'm still finding myself back to doing what I'm doing. Being you know? owned. Being owned. Mm-hmm. And not being, uh, you know, I'm, I'm leaving being owned by my family and, you know, leaving the stresses and, and crap that comes with that, mm-hmm. now I'm, I'm, I'm reverting and being owned by the things that I used to do that will only get me really so far. At that time, I'm not thinking about that. But when I look back at it now, you know, I, I, I honestly wish I could go about it another way. If somebody gave me a time machine today mm-hmm. and, 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 and gave me that opportunity, I would Definitely take that opportunity, but you know mm. what? It is what it is. Past is past. Mm. You can only move on forward, right? So, so it starts dawning on you now. Exactly. Okay. It's, exactly. It's it, you know you start to think about it, and you know what really bothered How me. How old were you around this time? So around this time, again, this is as early as five years ago. This is okay. I'm back is 2017. Okay. You no, know, I was. Uh, I'm 38 now. Okay. I was about uh, what 32, 33. Okay. At the time. So it's very recent. It's very recent. Okay. Very recent. And the messed up part is, is you know when you revert back to that lifestyle, time and time again, especially when you're dealing with certain products or services, you know they're high pay. It's very high. It's a lot of money involved. Mm. But you know when I was doing it, you know. I was chasing all this money and I'm not getting paid or I'm not collecting or, you know what I mean? No. You know, what do you mean? When I say not collecting is, you know, I would, let's say, front somebody something. Okay. You know, let somebody borrow something, for example. Okay. Okay. And, you know, I would say to them, come back to me in about two weeks or at this time and, right. you know, come collect and, right. you know, you go your way, I go my way, right? You know, even up until today, you know, if, if, if I really wanted to, there's... A lot of money out there for me to collect, but mm-hmm. what am I going to do with it? What is it going to do for me? It's. it's well, is that not part of the two-pack list of things to do? Or no, like uh, don't leave a receivable out there. No, no, it's it's um. No, I know what you mean, but but you know when that's what? Biggie, actually, biggie, 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 is yeah. that okay? Here we go. Let's just put it yes. this way, Mohammed. You know, when I look mm. back at everything I accumulated for myself, mm. what do I have really to show for it today? The only thing I can tell you. What I have to show for it today, at this very moment, mm. is my shoe collection. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to start there. You know, yeah. the, amount okay. of, the amount of cars I've, 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 had, I've yeah. had the opportunity to drive, the amount of clothes, the amount of jewelry, the amount of anything you could possibly think of. Right. You know, um, I've seen it. I've done it. I've worn it. I've traveled it. You know, but what do I have to show for it today? Really? Mm. You know, and in doing all those things, you know. I'm, I'm damaged. I'm, I was damaging my credit. I was, you know, um, damaging my reputation. So going back to my downfalls, you know, I'm chasing all this small change and not getting paid for it or, or mm. not getting the results that I'm expecting. Mm. You know, I'm just alluding myself to being the same old Muzamal or people are looking at me being the same old Muzamal because they're seeing me. They're, they're seeing me now that I've left my family home. I've left the family business. Um, what am I doing about it? Mm. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm asking, and at that time, I'm not, I'm not asking myself, or not, sorry, I'm not seeing myself ask, like, doing what I really want to do. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm just falling back. I, I mean, 
I would Something always, that was familiar. Exactly, yeah. right? You know, I'm so here. the growth, the feeling of growth stopped happening. Exactly, the feeling of growth mm-hmm. stopped happening. I mean, I'm saying to myself that okay, you know what? I I want to get out of the stress of being with my family because they're just bringing way too much stress uh, on me. There's too much trauma growing up, you know, li- in that household. You mm-hmm. know, and not to say that I'm 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 bad talking my family. Right. No, you know, they come from a generation where they were taught certain things or taught a, a certain way. Right, and what they were taught. Is being passed on to me. It's right. it's it's generational knowledge, and you're right? like, I want my own. It, it's not. Yeah. It, it, I, yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. The thought and idea of continuing, you know, a, an extended family, you know, is great. But the actual reality of it happening in in today's modern society, it, it's slim to none. I mean, it's, so you're like not, an extended family, like living within your your family structure exactly. as it was. Like the way I grew up, you yeah. know, wanting to. It was always a dream, you know, but. You know, with the traumas and triggers that I, I've ha- I have from that, you know, um, I don't even want that for my own kid. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't. I, you know, if I mean? you don't mind me asking, what would be like a trauma or a trigger from that experience? That I mean, from your perspective, I, I mentioned it before. You know, there's so much pressure and expectation. You know, especially me being the eldest. You know, son, the firstborn in my family. Okay. Uh, How and, many siblings did you have? So I, I mentioned before, it's just me and my brother. Okay. And then I've and got then you had two cousins. My two cousins, which I don't even look at as because they're my si- I, yeah, right. they're sisters, siblings. Yeah, siblings, right? So I've got all this pressure and, and expectation of uh, on me, right? Now, because I didn't follow the rules or, you know, like my brothers and my two younger sisters, mm-hmm. you know, my parents always used me as the example of saying, don't be like your brother Muzamo. Don't um. be that guy because if you're gonna be him, you're gonna be like X. You're gonna be X, Y, and Z. So already I'm being painted in a in, in a very you know judge, judgmental way. Mm-hmm. Mind you, I brought that on for myself. And I, I hold accountability and responsibility. Right. Mm-hmm. But certain things that I required, let's say as a child, um, for example, um, and Mo, you know me from the soccer field. You know I play very competitively. You know, so I I live and die for soccer <laughs> until this day. Mm-hmm. You know. My dad would always tell me, like, I would have injuries. I would, I would get injured, but I would recover. But my dad would tell me all the time, like, do you get paid for what you play? I'm like, no. He'd ask me why. I'm like, why would I want to get paid? Like, I'm doing what I love, mm. you know? Um, and he would just would always down, downplay me on any of my dreams or goals and ambition. I'm just using mm-hmm. soccer, as an, mm-hmm. soccer as an example. You know, I... You know, when I, growing up, and I played soccer at a very, very high level, you know. Um, I would see, you know, my teammates, you know, their parents would come ch- watch them play, cheer them on. Mm. You know, they get hurt, you know, their mom or dad or somebody's there to pick them up and be like, you know, you're going to be okay. You're going to be all right. You know, if I got injured, if I came, first of all, I would not have anybody there, mm. mm-hmm. you know. I think my mom came to my games up until like I was maybe 12 or 13. After that, she was, sure. you know, doing her own thing. Um, but if I came home injured and I couldn't go to work the next day or, you know, <laughs> it, it wasn't a great conversation mm. when I got, so just really different values so it's just different and, values. Yeah. It's, you know, I, I guess you can say is I always wanted, you know, just somebody to tell me I love you or yeah. somebody to, to, to put their arm around me and be like, you know, are you good? Do you want to talk? What can I do to, mm-hmm. to help you? Right? Maybe life could have been would have been different. Maybe I wouldn't have done what I what what, mm-hmm. what, what I've done in my past. You know, maybe life would have been a different way, mm-hmm. right? But again, like I said, you know, I, I I don't let my past you know define who I am. You know, uh, or even as early as five years ago, it's mm-hmm. it's what I'm doing today mm-hmm. is what's going to tr- make me a better person for so, tomorrow. Right? That's and then amazing. there's other and then that's there's good. other things I've. I'm I'm doing two in that in my journey. You know, one of the uh, one of the the biggest steps I've taken for for myself in life is I've started doing therapy for myself. You know, and um, started about a year ago with one therapist. wasn't the right fit. Not yeah. to say I mean not to say the therapist was no, bad. but you have to shop around. You have to, to shop find, around. You do. You, yeah. you know, um, I did a little bit. Of, I got off the, that with with that ther- with that particular therapist, and <laughs> then um, I found myself. You know. Um, not, I don't want to say reverting to old lifestyle, but you know, there's habits from that mm-hmm. old lifestyle. Like I'll, 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 be, I'll be quite vulnerable with you about something. You know, when you're living that lifestyle, you know, whether you're dealing with authorities or family or friends or whatever, you're not being true. You're not. There's there's a lie. 
okay? Whether it be telling a blatant lie mm. or not being forthcoming about mm-hmm. something. So I've always had this problem of being a liar, mm-hmm. you know, whether that, again, through be, omission, whether or, it be yeah. through omission or just blatantly telling you that oh, this, is this book is purple, mm-hmm. but it's actually green. And I'm actually defending yeah. my evidence. And you're doing it this willfully, and I'm knowingly. Doing, not even knowingly, to the oh, point okay. where, like, I'm actually believe, believing mm-hmm. my lie. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's, and that's deep within my core, mm-hmm. right? Did it, did so, it happen, because um, I've seen this with family members of mine as well, where, and you call it out, they just will lie sometimes over ridiculous things that have no consequence to it's anything funny you say that. whatsoever. It's what? funny you say that. Oh, because, yeah. Yeah. It, it's funny you say that because I would lie or not be forthcoming on, on some of the most simplest of yeah. things. It's like, you know. This I time don't understand. Like, here, I'll give an example. Yeah. This, okay. I'll give an example. It comes from sometimes from being really criticized, at least from the people I've spoken with. Uh, like, it, this is it, not it, a clinical It's funny you thing. say that because like, my therapist, you know, mentioned the same thing to yeah. me. There's just fear of being criticized. There's just fear of being judged. There's just fear of if you tell the truth, you're just going to get lashed at your... Right, you're, so I'm not going to be vulnerable, so I'm going to lie. Exactly. So then you can get mad at the lie, and then I don't perceive that as a rejection of self. Exactly. Like, oh, look, I'll give an example. Yeah. Like, my wife... Because I'm looking at this thinking, is it actually purple now? No, <laughs> He's convinced you. <laughs> no, you're a good no, liar, for sure. Like, 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 let's put it this way. Like, my wife will come into a room, and she saw this cup right here, okay? Right. Now, let's say she leaves the room, and I, for some odd reason, move it, okay? Right. She'll ask me, did you move it? Right. I'll be like, no. <laughs> no. And she'll be like, Zamo. This cup was right here. Right. You're the only person in this room. Right. You're right by the sink. Why would you, like, right. you know what I mean? I'm like, no, babe, I did not do this. And then it would just become a snowball effect. I'm, right. I'm now, like, I've now said this lie. Now i got to keep go. this lie going. Right. i got to make gotta sure. double down. i got to double yeah. down. It's, I'm, it's playing, I'm playing blackjack <laughs> all the, constantly, all yeah. the time, right? Huh. To the point where, you know, it ends up, you end up leaving your lies, right? So, yeah. you know, that's one of the, you know, core things in me, which I, I, I don't want to say, I used to be ashamed about, but, you know. But it served a purpose It served for a you. purpose for me. Yeah. It served a purpose for me, you know. But, you know, when I look back at it now, it's, it's you know, for the work that I'm doing in therapy right now mm-hmm. to better myself, you know, um, it's, I see the results that, that, that are coming out of it. Mind mm-hmm. you, you know, I've only restarted my therapy journey, you know, um, last year, October, November. But Mozambique, can I ask you something? Yeah. Because you jumped right to the therapy. I want to go, I want to ask you something else sure. before that. There had to have start. it had to have started before that point where you start saying something's not right, something doesn't feel right. And usually the first time that starts happening, there's a denial. Now everything's fine, I'll get through it. And then, you know, it goes on. And then at some point in time, you make the decision and going for therapy for guys like us from our, say, communities or the background that we might come up with and tough soccer player, um, you know, I'm a celebrity here, you know, that kind of stuff. You calculate and you say, oh, my God, how is this going to look? And then we don't don't make the move. We don't go for it. Um, Did you ever have that? Did you go through that, and what was that like for you? You know, or was it just like, no, I need this, I'm going. No, I it was it was it was exactly what you said. It was I need this, I'm going. You know, but the huh. you know I always the thought of going for therapy or yeah. talking to someone, you know, it was it was very nerve wracking. You know, uh, look, I, I give an example. Why was it nerve wracking? What, what about it, it was so? Just being like, like, look, this this comes from actually one of my traumas, where with let's say especially with my dad, you know, where I would, if something was bothering me, if I got affected in some shape, way, or form, and I went to my dad randomly and be like, Dad, you know, this is bothering me. I'm feeling like this, you know. The usual answer I would get from my dad is, this is all in your head. Hmm. Have a glass of water. You'll be fine. Hmm. Okay? Or it will be like, Mazamo, you're crazy. Hmm. Stop this nonsense sort of thing. So, you know, Wanting to be able to, or having this, I ended up developing this need to want to be heard, to want to talk, to want okay. to get my feelings out. But then because I've gone through that trauma with, with my dad, where mm. I can't even talk about what's happening inside me, I'm being frowned upon for mm. it, you know. 
or even the forget even even being frowned upon. The fact that there's not even somebody there to listen, let alone give any give me any sort of advice, mm-hmm. you know. And you would expect that from a father, um, you know. Having to wanted to talk, if I'm not getting that from my own family or my own, you know, people that are closest to me, how, how am I going to get this? How am I going to get that from somebody who doesn't know me from from Tom, Dick, or Harry, mm. sort of thing, right? Um, so it was, it, it was a bit nerve wracking. I wanted to do it because you know there's all these feelings and, and emotions that are just that have been building up over and over the years to the point where you know now those emotions and feelings are starting to pour, and I don't have an outlet. I don't mm. have any way to channel th- those emotions or, or receive those emo- emotions and you know distribute it. You know, um, I think I was mentioning to you earlier before that you know my last three or four sessions have been so heavy. That, you know, even right now, even in this conversation I'm having with you, I'm having an internal battle yeah. with myself sure. inside. You know, yeah. I, I discovered the other day in in, in one of my uh, therapy sessions that, you know, there's three people inside me. There's mm-hmm. child Muzamo, mm-hmm. there's rebellious Muzamo, mm-hmm. and then there's adult Muzamo. Mm-hmm. Okay? And right now, you know, my last session I, I just had, I'm very angry at at. I'm very, very angry at sure. rebellious Mazamo, mm-hmm. right? Rebellious Mazamo, you know, was the one that protected child Mazamo. Right. You know? Rebellious Mazamo is the one that, you know, got me into hustling and got me into mm-hmm. this and, you know. But what has Mazamo, angry, rebellious Mazamo really done for me? What value, you know what I mean? So I'm having these internal battles within mm-hmm. myself, even up well, right now. Well, they served a purpose, But they right? all serve yeah. a purpose. They all yeah. serve, serve now, a purpose. What's amazing is that Mazamo, you're aware of this yeah. now. Yeah. See, the whole thing is, is for a lot of people, and this is why we're doing what we're doing, is a lot of people get stuck at rebellious whatever yeah. version of themselves that they're in. And there's this feeling of entrapment. You felt it, that there was this need that you're trapped, but you better get it out somehow. Exactly. You're, you searched for outlets. Mm-hmm. A lot of times I would imagine that people who are, who are in that position you know, can't find the outlet or really just convince themselves like, you're, you're crazy, stop this. And, and they don't go forward. Mm-hmm. There's no progress made to get to this level that you're at. Yeah. And I just want to, for their sake, really you know, be able to help them through your expression mm-hmm. how to get out from that point. It's it's not an easy thing. There's no course, there's no, yeah. e- there's no real right. way there's no real way to get to that point. There's no really guide or manual or mm-hmm. anything that I can say right. to to anyone to do that. But right? what did you do? What did I? What? Well, look, I'll I'll, I'll take you back a bit for, into our conversation. Yeah. You know, from my downfalls, you know, realizing that I'm getting all this short change and I'm not getting paid and this and that. You oh know, I had to some. You know, before even getting to therapy, I I still had to go through a process. Right. right. I had to, you know, to to be able to get to the point that I'm at today, I had to go, you know, realize, okay, this, identify what my downfall is. You know, I have to, you know. And what did you identify as your downfall? Well, I identified as my downfall. Again, like I said, you know, I'm, I'm got all this distraction. I'm not really focusing on what okay. I really want. You right. Know? Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until my girlfriend, now wife. Okay. You know, and I, I have to say this. I have to get this out. You know, my, sure. my wife and child are, you know, are a big part of, you know, where I am today. Your development. My development. For you know, sure. I could say, there you go. I proud, I'm proud to say that my wife and kid are the ones that saved me. Right. You know, it's usually supposed to be the other way around, or predominantly, traditionally, it's supposed to be the other way around, but my wife and kids saved me. No, our me. kids are huge wake-up mm-hmm. calls, or no, for sure. partners yeah. are huge wake-up calls. You know, I had a, you know, my wife had a heart-to-heart with me, and this was after I got laid off. Mm. Um, I kind of reverted to my old, some of my old ways, and this is where I was chasing, you know, a measly $500 from someone that owes me money, right. or whether it be a 1000 or whatever it is, right? right? And I'm not getting the results, and I'm just, she's like, look, you know, you need to open up your eyes. You need to see what I see in you. Mm-hmm. When she said that to me, you know, I've huh. never had anybody tell me that, Mazama, you've got potential. Mm-hmm. You can actually be someone. You mm-hmm. can actually do something, hmm. you know? So it wasn't until then I said to myself, I'm like, here I've got somebody that wants to build a life with me, mm-hmm. Okay. Now, mind you, you know, she, when I met my, 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 my girlfriend, then my wife now, you know, she already had a child. Mm-hmm. So I'm going into, into this 
part of part of my life with someone who is already established, someone who is already built a life and is still continuing to build a life. Mm-hmm. And her main purpose is is because she's got little eyes looking up to mm-hmm. her. Mm-hmm. Now, that's what I want. Mm-hmm. I've always wanted that. I never thought I could have that, but I always wanted to have that. Right. So when you know when my wife had this heart to heart. You know, with me wanted specifically what to have a, the family or to have somebody just to, not not just the family, just you know that lifestyle. You know, to, okay. to have a home, build a home, build a future, build 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 something, build something. You know, you know, kind of similarly to what our families did when they migrated here mm. from from uh, East mm. Africa or India. Because uh, half an hour ago, you were talking about the life you wanted was some exactly. Now you're you've shifted mm-hmm. in half an hour of talking to you. The life you actually want yeah. is. So you you see that you've tasted that and you realize this is more valuable. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. It's real. Exactly. So this that's is real. The, it's, yeah. it's, it's okay. something that you can actually hold on to. Yeah. Right? And these people it's are telling you you're capable yeah. of something now. Yeah. So hmm. when I have my wife telling Got me this, it. Now it, I understand. It, re- it 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 really hit me. I you know I I had to have a really hard look at myself, mm-hmm. which yes. I never wanted to. I wasn't always afraid to look at myself right. and mm-hmm. give myself a hard look in the mirror and be like, was well, almost you know. You got to change yourself. You've got somebody that actually wants to be something with you. When really, right now at this very moment, you're nothing. No matter how feared you are out there, or no matter how much Jordans or pairs of Gucci shoes or 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 cars I've had, it, it doesn't mean nothing. And it's not that I never knew that. It's just again, but to hear it, to hear it, it's yeah. it, it's it's a whole different thing, right? So now that I've heard this, now that I've looked at myself in the mirror, I'm like, okay, you know what? This is going to be. The, the start of my journey, mm-hmm. you know? And at that time, again, this is like... It's like five years ago. This is years. just five, four or five years ago. It was okay. end of 2017, going into 2018 and going into night and, and progressing into 2019. You know, at that time, my credit was, was atrocious. Mm. Atrocious is an understatement, mm. you know? Um, because of the things I used to do. So you're know? looking at this like, now you're, you've got this motivation, you've got this belief... But you're still aware that there's this huge mountain to climb. I've got a huge mountain to climb. Like, I mean, look to build to build your credit, especially in today's climate that we're in. Mm-hmm. It's not easy. I'm still building my credit, but fortunately enough, I, I buckled down. I, you know, focused on my career. I, I at at that time, I got I got uh, picked up by a great company. What are you the know? things you did to focus? Like, I'll give you an example. Mm-hmm. I've got. I've got one of my, well, used to be a best friend. Hmm. Okay? Used to be. This is somebody I grew up with from day one. Hmm. Okay? We went through the same thing. Hmm. Today, today, he's still doing the same thing. Hmm. He's still sitting in his garage. Hmm. He's still, you know, up all hours of the night. Hmm. I'm tired of it. I don't want that. You know? It just so doesn't align for you. It just doesn't anymore. align for me. Yeah. So, you know, I literally, I remember, I still remember, you know, I took a weekend, you know, I took a whole 48 hours, sat on my phone, right. and delete, 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 okay. delete, delete. You know, That's significant, man. Like, I'm sitting there in tears, like, having to delete contacts off my phone, or having to, you know, get off certain social media platforms, mm-hmm. or, you know, it's just, if, if I, if there's a sh- if there's a way to contact me, I went even to the extent of even changing my number. I mean, I have a I grew up with a 416 and a 647 mobile number. Yeah. What the hell? I have a 437 number now. What mm. the hell is that? Like, when I tell people I have a 437 number, they're there just goes like... your celebrity status. Yeah. Exactly. Are you kidding me? Exactly, right? Sorry. So it's... um, But you know what? I, is it I'm worth ha- it? it? Worth it is an understatement. <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm... You know, let, let's just put it this way. The, the One of the... One of the first things I noticed after I started making my change and mm. on this path and journey is I could walk outside my house... And not have to worry about who's watching me. Mm. Or I don't have wow. to worry about having a target on my back. Yeah. And the thing is, is that if I continue to do what I was doing with my wife now and kid in my life, I'm not only putting myself in danger, I'm putting two other people at, at danger who have nothing to do with what I've done mm-hmm. in my past. Mm. You know? So I don't want to be that guy. I, don't, that, I couldn't take that responsibility. For, you know, I can deal with me, you know, being affected, but I. I can't even imagine to begin to think of how that would have, what, how that would make me feel if, God forbid, knock on wood, something happened to my wife mm-hmm. and kid, mm. you know. But uh, I'm so that's your motivation. That's, that's my your motivation. driver. It's, you find your motivation. You find your driver. You detach. You attach, 
And then you you start going to work. Then I start going to work. You know, I, I you can I'm, focus. I'm focused on my. I'm very career focused up until now. You know, I'm very hungry. I'm I'm good at what I do. You know, and and honestly, this is just the beginning. Yeah. You know, I'm the sky's the limit. There's there's more for me out there, and you know. Though I went through what I went through, I've always said to myself, you know, if there's something I, I want, I'm going to get it. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get it and I'm going to have nobody stop me getting from what I want, you know? So, something you said, um, you know, like being able to walk into the club and being able to be that guy who everybody had eyes on. Do you, you don't miss any of that? You know, I used to before, yeah. you know, and it's funny. My wife was having this conversation with me, you know, a couple weeks ago. Because now, like, you're, like, in... Just randomly. Like, you're, like, the sucker now, aren't you? If, to mm-hmm. that guy? To be honest with you, you know what? Sometimes or are you some, a sucker? Some, some, or who is the sucker? To be honest with you, yeah. you know what? Sometimes in life, you know, if you want something great, mm-hmm. you just got to wait for it and be patient, mm-hmm. you know? And when I look at back at the people that I used to make fun of for that, mm-hmm. I'm thinking to myself now, like, do I feel like a loser? You know, I, I'm looking at myself, not in a bad way, but, yeah. you know, I'm saying to myself, you know what, I used to laugh at people like that that are waiting in line or doing the nine to five or doing, you know, doing all this the hard honest work. work. The honest work. <laughs> right, you know? okay. Um, but now that I'm in it, right. you know, and, you know, regardless of how well I'm doing at work, you know, we all go through financial struggles. We all go through, especially in today's climate that we're in with this pandemic sure. and, and whatnot, you know. When I look at the problems that I have today right. versus the problems that I had back then, right. uh, I'm so grateful for the problem, for these problems that I'm having today because, again, you know, I'm not stressed about who's coming after me. I'm not mm-hmm. worried about, am I going to make it through today to be able to make it through, through, to be able to get to the next day to do right. what I need to do. You know what I mean? It's, these are problems that I, I'm not saying I enjoy having, but yeah. are manageable. Now I'm starting to say to discover other things about me and things that I'm going through with my wife. You know, there's still little bits from my sure. past, you know, like I was mentioning earlier before, you know, one of the, my core things that's a huge problem for me and, you know, for the people that are surrounding me that I love is, you know, is the lying. Mm. So yeah. now I'm starting to discover therapy, right? So um, even though my first therapist didn't work out, as I mentioned earlier, mm-hmm. you know, he, he, there was something that he actually, you know, made aware for me that I always thought was a huge deficit for me. So growing up, you know, I've always had ADHD, or ADD, whatever you want to call yeah. it, okay? And I always thought that my ADHD was, or ADD was uh, a deficit. It was, you know... Well, uh, has it right in the label. Right? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Right? Yeah. But he yeah, actually made yeah. me aware that just because you're ADHD or ADD, it's not a bad thing. No. It's actually a great thing. Right. Because the way you look at, let's say, this book, mm-hmm. right... I'm looking at it from a whole different, right. whole different lens. But one of the things that really has stuck, that has stuck to me, um, and what's really helping me through my journey is, you know, my ther- and this is what my therapist said, and it's, it's, it's struck a huge chord in me. You know, you, ha- he told me, Mzamo, you have to, in order to get to where you want to be, you have to learn to be comfortable with being uncomfortable, mm-hmm. and out of Everything I've been through, I would say that's probably the most hardest thing mm-hmm. I've had to deal with. Yeah. You know? Yeah, we want to be comfortable. We want to be comfortable, yeah. but who doesn't want to be comfortable? That's where growth happens. Exactly. Though. Exactly. Like, but think of a seed trying to push up all the earth, right? Like, that's uncomfortable and buried down. Yeah. That's literally what it is, right? You know? So, so now, yeah. before, uncomfortable would take you, would make you revert. Now, uncomfortable makes you look forward exactly. to it. Is that, exactly. is that how it feels for you right that's now? That's exactly how it feels. You're, you're succeeding because you're doing the work. Exactly. That's actually success, if you that ask me. That is actual success. That, that, success. Is, that yeah. is success. Thank you. It's not someplace. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's a journey. It's, it's, a not journey. A, it's not a destination. I mean, I still have a way it's to go. It's an attitude. Exactly. Yeah. I, still have, I still have a way to go. Yeah. You know? um, well, it sounds like what you're doing is internal family systems. Exactly. That's, yeah, exactly. that's what it sounds like you're doing. Exactly. So when he's speaking to the different parts of him, it's not different personalities. It's just different 
um, when we develop adaptive skills to get through a trauma or to get through a crisis. So he is the rebellious version of himself. That was the protector, the one or deflected when you were un uncomfortable. So that was, we all have these different parts and versions of ourselves that had like adaptive functions in a traumatic situation. But those parts of us become maladaptive later in life, such as you know, you were rebellious, so you learned to lie. So that's maladaptive mm. in an intimate relationship with your wife, yeah. <laughs> obviously. But it served every all these parts of us served a purpose, and it, so it's looking at them. And so, like, it's I always look at it. Therapy is kind of a spiral, like for myself as well, because you circle around things and you dig at them, but then you come back at it and then you get more depth. And understanding into so, that part of yourself exactly. and why you do those things. So that's what I'm currently going through in my last couple of sessions that, you know, let's say three sessions ago, I discovered that there's this internal family system, right? And, you know, I'm discovering something, you know, about each family member in my system. Mm -hmm. Now, right now, all I'm seeing right now is the negative in it. You mm -hmm. know, I'm not seeing the positive, which I'm sure at some point I will. Yes. You know, yeah. As I go furthermore in, 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 in my sessions, right? It's just, you know, when my therapist is telling, talking to me, he's telling me, look, you know, don't focus on the negative. I, and like you just said, mm -hmm. each part of me or each pers person of, you know, of me in that internal family system served a purpose, mm -hmm. you know? So as negative as you feel about it, you know, they served they served you right for something. Mm -hmm. You know, whether it's child mazamal or rebellious mazamal or or adult mazamal, they all served served or are still serving mm -hmm. some form of purpose. Mm -hmm. I gotta say something to you though. I known you for years. Okay, I never seen you smile the way you smile nowadays. Really? Yes, hundred <laughs> percent. I gotta say, man, that's just like it's it's great mm -hmm. to see. And when you talk about how. Could you focus on this a little bit as, a, as like a last word, but or close to? You talk about how tough it is, but then you also talk about when I see what I have to look forward to. What is it that you look forward to? What is that? Describe that. You know what? It's um, it's not easy to describe. Okay. You know, I, whether I it's say, a feeling or whatever. I, what I look forward to is I mentioned it earlier before. You know, my wife and kids saved saved me. Mm. You know. And the, my biggest motivation is that, just like my wife, um, I've got little eyes looking up to me too. Mm. So what I see, at, what the end goal is, is yeah. that if I can provide for, not just my wife, you know, because that's a given, but if I can provide my kid, you know, the tools and, and resources for her to be a good human being, for her to live a good life, for me, that's the goal. That's That's the end result. And anything I can do to, you know, protect her, guide her, show her that, you know, let her know that, look, you know, you can go through anything in life, whether it's good or bad, it's up to you to want more and up to you to 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 want to be a good human being. Not just for for the people that are around you, like your like me, your mom, you know, your grandma, grandpa, but for yourself. And how does going through therapy get you there? You know what? It's it's it it's about just being vulnerable, you know, being vulnerable to the people that are around you, being vulnerable to yourself, being true to yourself, you know. Um, I can confidently say to myself today that, you know what, I'm happy and content with the Muzamal today that I'm seeing in the mirror or people that are seeing me, like yourself hmm. and Trina, you know, versus the Muzamal that you used to see with the cloud over his Well, over you know, his there was side. always like, you know, uh, the tough guys, right, would, would look at it and say like, oh, man, you're just being weak. Now, who's tougher now? You know, was that guy tougher or is this guy stronger? Who's been through more? Who's gotten up and, and gotten back at it? I, I certainly have an opinion as to who the tougher one is now, right? Yeah. But, you know, all the things that you've wanted, that you've aspired to, to be and to want to do, you've done. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think one of the greatest things that you guys are doing with, with, with this is, is that, you know, you're, you're getting people aware. You're helping people through, people through other people's stories, you know? If um, and what I'm getting out of this is, is that you know is to let everybody know that you know you can go be going through whatever it is that it is that you're going on in life. It's you know you just got to make sure that you know you're happy with yourself. You have some sort of plan. You if you need to speak up, speak up. If you need to you know be vulnerable, be vulnerable. You know there's there's 
Don't have, don't have that fear that someone is going to be judging you. Don't have that fear that someone is going to take your past and judge you, judge you based on that for the rest of your life. I used to have that fear myself, but now when people, when I tell people my story, you know, I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm letting go of my past. I'm, you know, the more I speak about it, you know, even right now, um, you know, I, I feel like I've let go of things, you know, plus it's giving me an opportunity as well to let people know that, uh, you know, this is not the Mazamo that you guys have seen grown up. Mm-hmm. I'm not that person anymore. You know, this is an opportunity for me to clean my slate to let everybody know that, you know what, I've done work on myself, you know. Now, it's up to you to, it's on you now to take it how you want. Mm-hmm. I've reset my piece. I'm redoing the, I've already done the work. I am still doing the work. Mm-hmm. It's up to you now to, you know, how you want to how you want that to sit with your with you? Beautiful man, <laughs> and you've got all the motivation in the world to do it, and you got a beautiful family there. Yeah. Um, so I can't wait to to hear the future versions, right, of what's going to be out there. Definitely. Mm-hmm.